Just like me, this week's coffee is elegant. Nicaragua Limoncillo Red Pacamara Elegant Natural, to be precise. My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. So why the elegant part in the name? Well, when I visited the farm um, and Erwin presented the same samples, which we always do, I was cupping away, um, I couldn't think of any other word apart from elegant to describe it. Um, it was just so different to the previous year's offering. Um, and they told me that basically what they'd done, they'd changed their policy of turning the coffee. So natural coffee dries on the patio and they go along and turn it um, every two hours. And they changed it to every hour which ended up giving us this much more cleaner and more elegant cup um, and something that their clients had asked for. Um, luckily, they still do the older style of it, which is pretty cool, but yeah. Um, Finca Limoncillo is located in Matagalpa, um, which we talked about a, a few weeks ago, but um, it's situated in the uh, amazing uh, area of Matagalpa and is uh, 171 hectares, has nine waterfalls in it, um, and just runs so impeccably. From a nursery for children, not a nursery for plants, a nursery for children. I'm sure they've got nurseries for plants too. Um, but they have schools, they have healthcare, um, they do uh, amazing work with the people who live on the farm, providing free uh, hydroelectric electricity to them from the waterfalls, um, but also do amazing work in the varietal and processing. And this is one of those perfect examples of that. So I love this coffee, like Pacamaras are amazing, they're super huge, but when they're ground up they look like any other coffee. So um, this coffee was described by Gary, who's one of our roasters, as uh, a Wimbledon coffee. And Wimbledon happened just a, a few weeks back, so it kind of seems appropriate. Let's get the nose in and see why he thinks that. And I kind of do tend to agree with him because this is just fresh cream and strawberries. Um, a little bit of a yoghurt kind of kick to it in the aroma as well. And I know that these flavours are going to be in the cup. This is why I love Snozzer in the bowl, because it just gives you that precursor of what's about to come. Gives you an idea of, kind of gets you excited. And all I want to do now is drink this coffee. Um, so, um, yeah, we should get on with that. Oh, I love barista in me. Oh, hello. So, pacamaras need to be roasted differently. Or so my roaster friends tell me. But I know as a barista, they need to be, need to be brewed differently too. The big bean means that it affects the way that it roasts, but it also affects the way that it grinds. So you have to change your style. Sometimes I have to really change the settings on the grinder to get the very best out of it and hit my brew recipe. Approaching the coffee in a different way and forgetting everything you think you know will get, help you get the very best out of it. Some of the best espressos I've ever had have come from Pacamaras. So they're really worth the effort. But don't trust just me, Barista Steve. You should also trust my friend, Barista Colin Harmon, who gave me this little snippet of information. Pacamaras are a lot less dense than most beans and coupled with their much larger size means they behave very differently in the coffee grinder. 
His advice is to always go a few steps finer than you usually would with other varieties and expect the grinding to take around about 50% longer. They are, by their nature, harder to work with, whether it be growing, processing, roasting, bagging, or even when it comes to pulling shots like us baristas do. But you'll inherit your own difficulties with Pacamaras. They're volatile, they're hard to grind, susceptible to wide flavour spectrum swings, but when they're on point, they're worth every little bit of the effort the whole supply chain has to put in. Wise words there from my friend, Mr. Harmon, uh, but if you don't mind, I'm gonna get back to baristering. Oh, I love baristering, me. So welcome to Steve's Fun Bag Challenge. Now, I got an email from somebody saying that I should have set the bar for everybody to beat, because I'm obviously going to be the best at this, because I roast it, I pack it, I yeah. post it and everything. This is Kaylee, my sister, but also uh, The person that actually does the packing and the bagging. Oh, so you're going to be really roasting. good at this when it's your turn yeah. then. Excellent. So uh, you're going to count me down. I'm going to fill the bags, you're going to weigh them, and I'm going to win. We'll see. Okay. So? Three, two, one. Bit sloppy, aren't you? Bit sloppy. That's it. Bit oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Do we deduct any for spillages? No, no, nothing oh, for spillages. I, I think you should deduct for spillages. Do you? Yeah. I create the rules. Right, the second per bean. No. You don't seem very confident. I don't. I'm not doing very well at Maybe all. Maybe if you open the bag up. Do you think? Yeah. Properly. That'll do. Good job you don't do the bagging, isn't it? It is. Couldn't send a bag out like that. Time! <laughs> <laughs> nobody said anything about standing up, and nobody asked anybody to contribute either. Poor. No, we're not adding time on for being spilled. Right, 262. 262, that's not bad. Not 201. <laughs> Do that up. 252. Boom! You've got to get one minute twenty-eight. Boom! <laughs> oh, bye, Kai. Champion. You've either got it or you haven't. So at last, we're here at the tasting phase. And earlier, I mentioned this man, Mr. Whiteley. Say hello to the nice people, Mr. Whiteley. Hello. Uh, this is Gary, who's one of our roasters, and came up with the descriptor of this being a Wimbledon coffee, yep. which you said off camera has followed you around. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those descriptors that has just followed me ever since I used it. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like strawberries and cream, and I like Wimbledon, but it's just it's haunted me. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lesson to be learned here, Gary. Never say something to me that I can tell the world. So, mm -hmm. um, so you're our guest brewer this week. 
What are you going to be brewing with, Gary? Well, oddly enough, I'm going to be using this fine device here, the French press. Yes? Uh, it's one of my favourite brewing methods. Why? Because it's a bit uncool, isn't it? I'm a, I'm a very uncool guy. Really? In your has-been hoodie and your has-been t-shirt? Well, you know, I mean... You, know, you look be, pretty cool to me. got to be branded. Yeah. But, no, I mean, it's... For me, I, I've always enjoyed using this, using this brew method because it's very easy, it's very simple, there's not a lot of faff and fuss. And I, we do have a tendency in specialty coffee to overcomplicate things sometimes. So, you know, for me, I use this brewer on a, on a regular basis. I use it all the time at home. And do you know why I love them? They're cheap. <laughs> Good reason. <laughs> and I'm cheap. But also you can go into the supermarket and pick one up, which is yep. super cool. So if somebody says to you, I can't make coffee at home, which is what I hear all the time. Oh, it takes too much time making coffee at home. Oh, yeah, cooking takes a long time. Just take yeah. a pill or eat a pot noodle. Uh, no, they are super easy, super quick, and difficult to mess up. Yeah, this is, this is the thing. It's just like, I've had this conversation many times when you know, you, you're at functions and you know, someone asks, oh, what do you do? And you start talking about coffee or something. Like, oh, I really like coffee, but you know, I don't want to spend all this fat buying an espresso machine. It's like, like, you always ask them, have you got a cafetiere? Most people have got one in a cupboard or Dusty. on a shelf. Yeah. Everyone has one, and if you don't, they're so easy to get hold of, and they're a great brewing device. Uh, they really are. Shall we make this coffee, and then we can come back and talk about it? Yeah, why not? Let's do that. So should we try the coffee? So you describe this as a Wimbledon coffee, so clean, full of strawberries, creamy. Yeah, not, still living up to that. Yeah, it's not full of grass and tennis balls. Uh, yeah, no, it's it had that really, it, it had a cleanness mm -hmm. to it compared to the the funky natural, which you also had from this farm before. Yeah, uh, and I think that really shown you had that real clean strawberry, but with the cream, uh, uh, the creaminess that you got in there, that was just I think that was just part of the process really. That, you know, that natural just giving you that extra bit of body, and I think in a French press, yeah, that really shows. So for the geeks out there, what was your recipe for this? Well, I use 65 grams a litre. That's yeah. what I use to brew at home all the time. So you can go a little less, you can go a little more. That's, that's I, think, a, I think I tend to brew about 70 with them. So yeah, yeah we're, not, it's, we're not a million miles away. Again, that's the thing that's really nice about this as well. It's such a forgiving method in the sense that you can adjust the dose how it suits you. It's not dependent on it being, you know, to exactly to within half a gram or it's going to be ruined, uh, which some of your single cup brewer batches, you do require a, a more specific dose. Like, if you like your coffee a little bit weaker, a little bit with a little less body, no, go like 55 grams a litre. If you like that really heavy, chewy mouthfeel, go 75 grams. It's also really <coughs> dependent on what your grind size is this as well. This is true as well. So like, lots of people will grind very, very coarse for cafetiers because they want it to be cleaner. Lots of people will go a bit finer because they like that grittiness. So it's really changing your dose by changing your grind size. Yeah. Um, so this week I was going to show a video of me and Erwin. Um, do you remember when Erwin came to visit? I do. And I tied him in the in my mug studio for like 44 minutes. 
something like that. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. let him leave. So it's a little bit too long to put in here. So we're going to put a link on the screen now so you can go and watch that. You really should go back and watch. Um, it's one of my favourites, and he's also one of my uh, one of my copy heroes. Yeah, so. no, he's he's a, he's a great guy, very smart businessman, yeah. and uh, I always enjoy your producer videos. You know, it's nice to see the people behind the coffee. It is. It's nice when I shut up and they talk. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. No, it's 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 a fantastic video. So please go and watch it. Uh, thank you for this. Very much appreciated, Gary. Uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me at home. And do remember. Life is too short for bad, bad coffee. Cat